episode of funny looks the podcast where i talk to performers about the clothes they wear featuring special guest today bilal safar aka zaffa cakes aka the gaffer who is a comedian streamer actor writer and style icon yes style icon (laughs) (laughs) that one hello Hi, how are you today? I'm okay, thanks. You'll be proud of me because I just went to the gym. So did I. Oh, really? <laughs> but I've not been for ages because I know you go all the time, right? Yeah, but isn't that funny that we're both there at the same time? Yes. Yeah, I went at about 12. <laughs> okay. Is that, what times you go? Like 10 to uh, 12. I did quite a mad... Two hours. <laughs> I, that... I don't normally do that. I don't know what. What the hell are you doing for two hours? <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this. This is so tragic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's tragic. Well, oh God, I've, I said to myself when I was there, don't talk about this. Oh, really? On the pod. I was like, basically, I, oh God, I fucked it. In the first minute, I feel like I've gone off tra- topic, but uh, I basically was my last day of my pensions job yesterday so oh. I thought I'll start the day because you know sometimes you can feel but anxious with life changes yeah, so I was yeah, like, I'll yeah. just start the day by just hammering the gym and then that will chill me out and I do feel much calmer that I feel like the last time I interviewed you was like in lockdown and I feel like I was quite hyperactive in that interview you're always hyperactive <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was really calm today <laughs> <laughs> I was really, really calm. Do you not feel that? No, you are. It's good. It's good. <laughs> um, can I just say to the listener as well, um, we're actually both wearing black Nike hoodies, like we're yeah. matching. Uh I love them. It's good. That's like your classic like do you not stream in that quite a lot? I think I've probably worn it before. I mm. like a hoodie. I love hoodies. I've Let's got a lot unpack- of black hoodies. <laughs> Let's unpack this. Okay. <laughs> what do you like about them comfort the fact that obviously if it's raining Mm -hmm. you can go out put your hood on or if your hair's a bit all over the place Mm -hmm. very useful and i i just i always wear dark clothes um well i don't know we might have talked about this last time but i always want to blend in rather than stand out which i know is weird because i'm a comedian (laughs) but but yeah i i pretty much my wardrobe is very dark generally yeah Yeah. we are so basically last time Bilal Safar was on the pod we were both kind of in lockdown well kind of maybe 
towards the end of lockdown, both streaming on Twitch. Uh, comedy gigs weren't really back in a big way. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit. We actually focused a lot on Twitch in that, I feel like, in that pod. Talked a lot about how um, you do, like, hot Pepsi and you basically dress up as a football manager and you like Mm -hmm. wear the tie and the suit jacket and stuff like that and like get into the character but live gigs have sort of come back since then so Mm. have you what has been your like main look returning to the scene again it's the it's just what i wear really i like Mm. a um sort of not skinny skinny jeans but fairly tight jeans a nice t-shirt. I might wear like a slightly colourful t-shirt and a shirt with open buttons is my favourite thing, I think, to wear. I just feel very comfortable and I think it looks quite good. Um, so generally that, sometimes a big hoodie. But the problem is like when you're doing Edinburgh, as you know, your room can get quite hot. Um, it, sometimes it feels a bit random, doesn't it? Like some days it's fine and then some... I, I don't know, like I think in my venue it was like... Um, is it Jason Byrne who's like quite a big comedian he w- he started his run later so then he and he was doing his show earlier in the day so it, it was an extra show in the room which made it hotter later on and then it's too hot for a hoodie you know yeah when yeah. I saw your show you were wearing mm. a t-shirt I hadn't seen you wear before actually I feel like it was it was like a t-shirt with like a sunset on it yeah I love that yeah i love that t-shirt i bought right um this is actually really good as well if people want to kind of try and shop uh in a good way um in a conscious kind of way if you go on ebay um you can buy like like i'm a medium in t-shirts you can buy like loads of people have bundles of second hand like top man or whatever t-shirts and you can just get loads for hardly any money. You know, they're perfectly good, clean. Um, and that came out of that bundle. And I love it. And that would have cost a lot brand new, I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you're trying to say something to the audience, though? <laughs> like, Because it's like, it's like a chill holiday setting. Mm. Like, are you trying to be like, guys, don't worry. I'm a chill, cool guy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I do just I I love uh sunny weather. You know, I wouldn't ever have a t-shirt on that looked like it was snowing. <laughs> that makes me really sad. You wouldn't get one of those like husky fleeces, you know, like the yeah. kind of wintry that would make you depressed. That would make me depressed. I really do have a thing. I think I have that sad S S A D whatever. Oh, um, wait, I've just ripped you and and you're like, I don't know, <laughs> you're it's like okay. I'm medically it's okay that's what people are like on twitter now have you noticed when someone disagrees it's like oh well you're having a go at me someone who has sad is anyway um (laughs) i i really do get um i just really love hot weather and cold does make me kind of miserable and i think maybe that reflects in whenever i get a t-shirt with a little design on it actually i hadn't actually thought about this i think it is always summery this is so cool. I feel mm. like we're going like down a layer, like because obviously you've done the pod before. This is like mm. the one where we're getting really deep and yeah. personal. Like, I mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I built rapport in the first one. Now we're yeah. just getting to the sort of yeah, mm. finding out about your sort of uh, the way that your your brain works. Yeah, it's so weird, you're isn't it? a mood altering dresser. 
that's what you do you like dress to to alter your mood i guess so to be honest it's more like what's clean (laughs) 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 on the day i love how i try and like psychoanalyze and stuff or like i try and be like so would you say and then and then people just go I haven't really thought about it. To be <laughs> but honest. no, but but maybe you're right because maybe it is a subconscious thing. <laughs> I've been watching that show Married at First Sight. It's terrible, and they have like a it's people that are put in couples, and there's a there's like a three like uh, relationship experts and psychological mm-hmm. people that analyze, and and a couple came in and the guy was like wearing yellow, and they were like, oh, that does that reflect his mood? Is that a foreshadowing? And blah blah blah. And I was thinking <laughs> oh, maybe that's just what he had. <laughs> But maybe yeah. they are right. I don't know. Maybe it is a subconscious thing, you know? Yeah. So it's funny. So you were actually thinking of yourself more than the audience. So you weren't actually thinking like, what are these people going to think of this T-shirt? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, generally, I just think with an Edinburgh show, like when you've finished it and it's you're doing it at the Fringe, I think it's done now. <laughs> the show is probably good. So I'm just going to look my best that I can on the day is how I think. For you, it's quite different because it's like, I feel like when you're doing your thing, um, you are a character on stage a lot more than I am. If you know what I mean. So you can wear like your your piano tie and stuff absolutely makes perfect sense. I can't wear a piano tie. (laughs) (laughs) It would be... <laughs> Why? Just, Why would I be wearing it? I'm just it? imagining like an alternative universe where, because I went to your show, I'm imagining coming into your show, yeah, and seeing you in a piano tie, not <laughs> referencing it, and then just doing your show about working in the care <laughs> like with maybe like a full suit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just doing your really sort of kind of deep, you know, thoughtful. That would be so weird, wouldn't it? People would be really disappointed. They'd think, oh, he's like a clown or something. I've had like an orange suit and then a piano tie. And then I'm just talking. I think that would be really funny, though. Yeah, it would. Like, I think think that it would be jarring. I think Mm. sometimes I try and do, like, do the opposite where I dress really plain and do, like, my stuff and it really doesn't work. Oh, do you think? It doesn't. It doesn't work. Are you sure that's know. not just in your head? I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of performing sometimes is, like, in your head, isn't it? Mm. Like, you kind of... Like, sometimes I'll be thinking about why a gig's gone well or why a gig's gone bad, and then I start to, like, pick it apart. Mm. And I think, was it the vest top that, really? <laughs> that I was wearing? But then, it like, maybe it wasn't. Maybe maybe i'm just trying to find meaning that's where there isn't so any. interesting though because no but you could be right it could be a yeah. thing right yeah i've never thought that about a gig i've never <laughs> thought maybe it's gone badly because of what i'm wearing <laughs> but <laughs> i don't you like pick yeah. out then instead of that am i just kind of like not taking responsibility for my material <laughs> No, honestly, I think there might be something in it. It's just that I don't think like that. You know what I mean? I'm seeing both sides here. I'm seeing where, like, maybe you're just like, right, well... Yeah, what do you... Okay, so if you're not thinking about, like, your clothes when when you have a gig that's a bit, like, more tough, what are you sort of picking out as, like, variables? The one you came to, the Edinburgh show of mine you came to, was my least favourite. 
genuinely, I did not enjoy that one. And it was because normally I, I was starting the show with a little audience interaction and it went so badly that day because a woman got like offended <laughs> like in the first minute. And then her and her friends kind of talked through the show and were talking about how much they liked it, apparently, I found out after. But the, the <laughs> mood just... in the room, I, I feel like I ruined it. Like, not intentionally. Because I'd been doing the same kind of thing and it had been working every day. And then that day, it just threw... It like it just felt like it threw everything off. I felt like that person was just kind of being a bit awkward. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was like one of those moments where you're like, have you had a conversation before? <laughs> you know? Like, I felt like you were just having a laugh and being like, have you seen any shows? And yeah. Then, and then she, it just... <laughs> she got all aggressive about it. I don't know. so weird. I honestly... Yeah. I thought it was quite funny how weird that interaction went. Though, oh, no, it was, it was funny. Because like, it was just ridiculous. It, it was funny. Um, I usually put it down to things like that. But then also, like, some days you do just get a flat audience. You, you just do. And yeah. that's a fact. And people can pretend, like, oh, comedians should always take responsibility. If you don't do it, you don't know. <laughs> you know? You just don't. Whether you're a reviewer for 20 years or whatever, you don't know what it's like. And some days it is just going to be flat. And that's it, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's flat, and then I'm like, it was the vest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the vest. You yeah, I think yeah, that's that very formal. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I guess, I don't know, because you're musical and everything. I don't have, like, a very, like, theatrical mind, right? I think. So I'm very much just, I've not been trained in any stand up or any, uh, in any, like, acting or anything before. And I think because of that, I don't think the same way people do. Like, for example, I saw John Luke Roberts' show. Do you know him? Yeah, I went to see his show. It was oh. so good. I cried at the end. He gets out of, for people that haven't seen it, he gets out of a washing machine at the start. <laughs> it's like, and then there's a phone, a phone rings, and the phone is inside the bit of the washing machine, the top drawer bit that you have, and he answers the phone from that. And it's like so much thought has gone into every, like how it all looks and... And I just think I don't have that kind of mind. Do you know what I mean? But I then just you have like with your streams. It's very it's different. It's like visual, though. I know. It's I'm in a weird place in my life, really, because my live comedy is so different to my streaming, and I feel like I have like a split personality almost. Wow. And that's I, really cool. But the thing is, it, I think it's weird because if it's like my stand-up was crap and it wasn't going well, then it would be like, okay, I should stick to the other thing. But both things generally go well. So it's like, I have to do both. I think if I, I have been thinking though, to myself secretly, that if I, if I do it at Edinburgh show next year, I think it would be more like my Twitch and it would be really silly and mad. I think I'd enjoy that more. Um, But yeah, this, anyway. This year, because I want to talk to you about that and I also want to talk to you about um I guess like the different personas maybe if they are slightly different and mm. then I'm just saying this to myself so I remember because I have oh, bad memory fine. but then I want to talk to you about <laughs> when you did a live twitch stream because in some yeah. ways it's like what did that feel like mm. um but yeah like first of all I guess so your fringe show this year was like super different from your your streams mm. um and you kind of just expressed there that like your Twitch stream is a lot more silly than than your stand up. 
Do you feel like your persona is like different for both? It's completely different. It's mm-hmm. weird, man. So, sometimes I look over some of the stuff I, in Hot Pepsi in particular, the football manager thing. I look at that and it's sometimes like I can't believe it's me because I'm some, some, not always, but I'm sometimes so in character. And then even some of the players' voices, like they're not always amazing, but sometimes they're really quite good and it doesn't sound like me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... And I've had sometimes people that are new to it think that it's someone else's voice as well doing some of the voices. And that's really, it's just strange. It's like I become like a character actor sometimes when I'm doing that stuff. But then when it's stand up, it is just me pretty much. It's, you know, it's like a version of your own personality, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Did I answer your question or did I get distracted? No, I think you did. You talked about how when you do stand up, it's just you. But like when it's hot Pepsi, it is a character and then all these you get to do all these other characters as well um and for anyone that's like not seen hot pepsi basically Bilal, um aka zaffa cakes that's your twitch name right and that's your twitch is a persona zaffa cakes is like your twitch persona i guess um but like basically what you do is you are a football manager but Mm -hmm. you also take on the characters of the players as well yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> do you feel a lot more like escapism when you're doing that than yeah. when you're doing stand up? Like afterwards, do you feel like you kind of have like to come down a bit more from from it? That's a good question. I think it's kind of it's a similar feeling. Like when you do like a really good gig or solo show, it's a similar feeling of a rush of like really high adrenaline. Um, when I finish a stream that I'm really proud of, a hot Pepsi stream. Um, where it is the whole thing is a performance um and especially i mean the great thing about hot pepsi is like it's not um it's pretty much all improvised and it depends on the results of the football team as well you know it's not like oh i know we're gonna win this so i'll do this it's like i don't know what's gonna happen so i could either get all excited and all of that or i could have like a breakdown basically over (laughs) a result and then do a press conference where i'm going mad and stuff um so you're just really in it and it's I think that's the great thing about it is that you really it must be what it's like to be I'm not I do a bit of acting but I'm barely an actor um, it must be what it's like for like a proper actor doing a film where you get lost in it and like you're so into it and then the great thing is is when when you're really in it if you like lose in the last minute or you win or whatever you really feel it like it genuinely even though it's a game and none of, obviously none of it matters um, you really feel hurt by certain things, or or real frustration, and that's amazing. And then so I think the, the it you know filters through to the audience, and they sort of feel it as well. And that's the best, yeah. It's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And there's you literally have no idea what's going to happen. Mm. Um, what was it like going from doing that to not just going back to stand up, but then? The Fringe, which mm. is one of the most <laughs> repetitive times for a comedian in terms of material. Mm. What was that like for you? It's weird. It's very different. Um, I do have those little moments. That's why I kind of start the show a bit loose and mm. chat to the audience, partly to feel what their vibe is like and how responsive they are, but also just to play around a bit and do something a bit different because sometimes in those moments you get you get a real gem, you know. Um, 
I do love it though. The thing is, I do love stand up, and I love like like over the month. Uh, I'm sure you would have noticed as well, like the way that bits change and the show sort of evolves as well. Like even with my show, like there was a joke I did early on, which was not working every single time that well. Sometimes it was perfect. Sometimes it was not that good. So I just removed the whole thing. And then you realize other bits have got longer naturally. And then little punchlines have been added. And then your show's long enough anyway. So it's fine. You can just lose that bit. And I do really love that. I love that whole process and I'm going to do hopefully going to do a little tour of it around like the UK and Ireland hopefully and that's really exciting taking it there as well taking it around places um, and then hopefully I'm going to get it filmed so I do I love that whole process I do really love stand up that's the thing I don't think I'd ever stop being like a normal like oops sorry like a just a comedian like a storytelling comedian and that's my favourite kind of stand up as well um, but yeah, it's weird. It felt weird this year. I think maybe because I have the Twitch stuff and because, you know, when you go around and see your friend's shows, I think everyone feels this a bit. Like I mentioned John Luke Roberts with The Washing Machine and, and I saw loads of great stuff like that. You just feel a bit bad about yourself. You think, oh, am I doing enough? You know? Um, and so many people are doing, did shows like I did, where it's a storytelling show, kind of with a message and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, yeah, am I a bit bored of it? Of I don't know. Yeah, I'm in a weird place at the moment. I'm still recovering, I think, from yeah. the fringe. I think those places can be quite exciting. Mm. Like, thinking, like, okay, maybe something needs to change. Like, maybe just something small. But I think it's mm. sort of like a place where there's possibilities. Um do you think that was because recently you did like a live version oh, of the yeah. Twitch stream? So is that where that was born out of, like that kind of desire Partly, to play yeah. around? Uh, so I guess I should explain for people because I'm sure most people listening won't know. But I, I did a thing which is basically a live show in front of an audience, but it's also streamed on Twitch and it's got like a proper three camera setup plugged it through the Twitch. Very complicated. Uh, and behind me, there's a screen projecting the live chat. So I'm trying to like interact with the live chat as I do it as much as I can and the live audience. And I just thought that kind of thing was a fun direction to go in. Um, you know, I just I feel like it's the sort of thing I should be doing. Um, that was, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe I was a bit bored of doing just regular stand up. I wanted to do something a bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, even with that, like, yeah, you, you were asking about like the, the look in that um because i'm trying to be i i am being a kind of character in that as well kind of frustrated weird guy uh <laughs> wearing a white suit jacket yeah like a cre yeah creamy suit um <laughs> it's weird really that i i do find that weird like i bought that suit for a for a party um initially and because i don't usually wear bright stuff i felt a bit I, I got like, you kind of grow into it but when I was fir first put it on I felt a bit self-conscious about having it but then when I'm doing a live thing it's absolutely fine because it's like it's what the character because the character I'm playing would want to show off so it makes sense in that and then it's fine but then I wouldn't want to wear it it's confusing isn't it <laughs> I don't know I, I have that anyway yeah <laughs> mm. so the character that you're playing did it still have your, like your name yeah 
<laughs> I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, it's kind of, I felt like I was watching it. You seem kind of like an unhinged chat show host kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> I thought it was really nice, but Thanks. you did seem to be like having a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah. It on was stage. It was, you know, it was like one of the things was that, well, there was a couple of anxieties where um, I get you'll know about because your shows are tech heavy, aren't they? So, um, <laughs> you know, that anxiety of what if this stuff doesn't work, then you're it, that's a serious problem if, if the tech doesn't mm-hmm. work. So there was that I was worried that the Internet would just go out or that the camera thing linking to the OBS wouldn't work and so I was scared of that and then I was also um, worried about we hadn't sold many tickets and then in the end plenty of people turned up and I also thought it would be dead like I just thought because I was mainly improvising nonsense I don't usually really do that on stage I usually have pre-prepared material I just thought it would be flat and I thought I'd have to keep reminding myself like they're laughing at home it's fine (laughs) Um, but it was great so the audience were really up for it and the Twitch audience, I think, loved it as well. So I was enjoying it. I would say, though, my character on that day, though, I didn't really go for it as much as I could have because I think I was still quite in my head about getting mm. through all of it. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to be a lot weirder. Do you know what I mean? A lot I'm more, excited. like, bitter. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for you, though. Like, oh, thanks. that's, like, the first one. Mm. Uh, you also, you work with a director for that. Yeah, uh, Ben Malaby, who is a good friend of mine, who is like, it's really, I'm really lucky to be friends with him. Basically, half the year, he is a university lecturer teaching film and stuff. And the other half of the year, he's directing comedy. And he's like, he's actually amazing. Like, he's he's got two BAFTA nominations <laughs> for some like short films he's done. Wow. Yeah, and he's like directed like BBC pilots that just haven't, I think he's really, I'm quite scared I'm going to lose him. Do you know what I mean? I, like he seems to be on the brink of like greatness, but luckily he likes working with me. So when I've, whenever I've done a little web series, I did like um, the acting school and then a thing called When Murderers Kill, like a parody of true crime stuff. And he directed those. They were thrown together very quickly. It was just us messing around. But yeah, basically he's doing a PhD and he's doing a thing. Part of it is, a, well, the whole thing is about how live audiences interact online in different ways or whatever and so he wanted to do something like this with me just to kind of see for his thing like how it'd go and I was like yeah yeah I'll do your thing you know whatever and then as it was getting close to the time I realized like oh this could actually be incredible this this is like an amazing idea because like I've wanted to do like something for a long time like a side project other than twitch and stand-up like i was thinking of doing like a video podcast where you just sit around with comedians but like so many people are doing those and i thought i don't know if i want to do that but this feels like the right thing so yeah hopefully it's going to be monthly well that's that's really cool i guess the difference for what you're doing because some people do have like live recordings of video podcasts and stuff is the fact that you do have like that the chat behind so like they're getting involved there's this other voice that's involved yeah which is really cool um did you (laughs) you know like the the camera angles and stuff because i was watching and there was like that's really exciting that yeah you you were able to do that and that is something that is used quite often in like clap like not just classic comedy like modern classic comedy like Limmy's show and stuff like Mm. really funny camera angles like did you have a lot of fun like looking into the different cameras at different times yeah yeah it's just it's it's (laughs) 
it is really it just adds something doesn't it like because mm-hmm, yeah. we could do a thing i did a thing with robertron john robertson who mm-hmm. also streams where we did like a little thing we were meant to preview together right La- last year i think or no earlier this year and we didn't have much of a turnout for an audience so we said should we just mess around because i didn't really feel like previewing so we sat down <laughs> and did like a fake talk show thing and he filmed it he streamed it live on from his phone wow. on twitch like right at the back which was fine but obviously the quality is not great so to have it look like this was like amazing and yeah like having all the camera angles and stuff like something i need to do next time i couldn't see what the audience could see from stage so i need an extra monitor next time so i can see and then play around and look into cameras and (laughs) yeah it was just really nice like i saw that in the interval of the show I could still see the chat on the screen and they were going off on some nonsense. And then I was able to come out in the second half and look into the camera and be like, what the hell was that? You know? (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. And I guess you can like now, it's like you're bringing your Twitch audience into like the next part of like your professional journey in like a way like the way that they can like share their live performance with you is like really nice because like some they're all over the world you know some of the a lot you have a lot of like scottish fans i think yeah Yeah. so (laughs) so it's really nice that you you are able to do that and like as well like it's making it accessible too so oh man i really believe in that as a thing like even the tickets to this show are like six pounds which is the cheapest we could do I I don't know if I went on about this last time on your podcast, but I'll do it quick. The way that I consumed comedy growing up was like uh, TV and maybe film in the cinema, but mainly TV. And that's all free. You know, I got to watch all the, you know, it was kind of the peak of British comedy as well. I got to watch all the best stuff basically for free at home Mm because I had two older brothers and they watched all the good stuff, you know. Um and the fact that now when we do stand-up, it's like, if I do a show at, like, Soho Theatre or the Edinburgh Fringe, who can afford to go to that, really? Like, it's one thing if you live in Glasgow or, or obviously, Edinburgh and you can get a train over for the day. But if you're outside of, of Scotland, even, it's so expensive. Like, just to get there and to get accommodation is expensive enough and then to buy tickets to shows. It's like, I wouldn't have been able to afford that when I was younger, and I never would have gone to the, to the Edinburgh Fringe if I didn't do comedy, you know. So I do, I think trying to make it accessible is like, that's what I love about Twitch is that you can watch for free or you can give us, what is it, £4 a month or whatever if you want. You don't even have to. Um, so that's always been important to me. Like, uh, I'm not trying to rinse my audience for every penny, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So are you thinking maybe, like, over the next year that you're going to like develop this concept and maybe like do it at the fringe maybe maybe yeah. i guess it's just hard because i'd need someone operating the cameras mm-hmm. yeah um and also you'd need good internet in there <laughs> that, the fringe is not famous no for good internet unless like, you know the card yeah. machine i don't know if you had oh, I, I didn't I, <laughs> it never I worked. had some moments where like my internet went down and then like i had uh how did it work i had where people could reserve a ticket 
and they could also pay what you want as well like there's like an allocation for that mm -hmm. and i had one where like my car machine wasn't working and like the internet wasn't working and then i just felt so tragic like i was like guys don't just don't go <laughs> <laughs> don't go like don't go i'm sure it'll work in a minute and then i was like do you know what i was like i, I was like i can't this is too like this is just this is their memory of me like, <laughs> the <whole show. laughs> like after the whole show like yeah. just me like tragically holding onto this car machine no <laughs> that's really I'm funny like, i mean i do sort of talk about some embarrassing stuff <laughs> That's funny though. Oh God, I, like, I'm not thinking about it again and getting <laughs> embarrassed about it again. <laughs> Fringe. Yeah, Fringe I don't know. Yeah, may maybe I'd do something like that. But um, yeah, it's just hard with all of this because <laughs> for me as well, there is always an aspect of like, um, and comedians don't like to uh, admit this, right, <laughs> as a thing. But because I... I guess partly because I got a newcomer nomination in 2016, it's always in the back of my mind that I could get a best show nomination. For people listening who don't know, you can get nominated for an Edinburgh Award. No one really cares about it except other comedians. <laughs> but it's a thing that we just like that we crave that most comedians, yeah. you know, like you're gonna are you gonna do your first show next year? Oh, yeah, actually, I forgot about that. It's so gonna, I think, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a thing. Even if you don't think about it, at some point, it will hit you, even if you try not to. It's just a weird thing that, it, unfortunately, it's there. Mm. Um, and so that's always on your mind where you're going to be thinking, that's why a lot of people try and do shows that seem important. Um, or the, the reason that people do the sad bit in the show, that whole thing, is is for that, really. It's for good reviews and potential award action. Um, so then with that in mind, it's like you spend so much money doing this festival and everything. It's so much work. And then you think, oh, an award thing would be nice. So then it becomes harder to take real risks. Interesting. For someone like me, anyway. Because, I, like mm. I say, I've never done... I don't think anything like mad on stage, really. It's usually just stand up, which I think is good and I'm proud of. But, you know, like if I did this Twitch live show. It's very risky. It's very risky. <laughs> and I know it's it's unlikely to get great reviews or, you know, because, again, it could like be really bad some nights and none of it could work. And But I would love to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. Like, I think uh, you and me are quite similar in that we do a lot of different things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think you're either like that or you're not. Yeah. You know, like, so I'm always like, oh, I've got a project doing music. It's just music. And I'm not like, yeah. doing comedy. I'm not like, doing DJing. It's like, right. <laughs> are you OK? Yeah. No. Because you get bored <laughs> easily, right? That's what it is. I need a lot of like stimulation that sounds yeah. wrong it to is. say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's no way of saying that without it sounding wrong that's true that's a shame it's isn't it true um but visual mental no it still sounds wrong but um <laughs> you know that's yeah. what makes me happy at the end of the day i'm um, the same it's like i'm always trying to do like with, with twitch and stuff <laughs> i'm like i have to do something new and i have to refresh this and mm -hmm. Uh, that's what I'm planning with when I get some time uh, to work on the hot Pepsi stuff I want to like reinvent loads of it because I just think 
I just have to keep myself excited. And I think, yeah, I think we are the same in that we just get bored quite easily. <laughs> <sighs> you know. It's quite, it's quite, um, it's a blessing and a curse, I think. I mean, that yeah. sounds dramatic, but to be like that, because I just, I feel like I can't stay in a job for very long. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was exactly, the, when I had day jobs, I was the same. Honestly, I, I always had like temp jobs for six months max you know um but i think it's also that that's where kind of like innovation kind of comes from right because i mean mm -hmm. for me it was lockdown forced me to do something and then that's how my football manager hot pepsi thing came about mm -hmm. and yeah i could have just sat around and done nothing but I, ha I had to do something and like even when i've seen you like your stuff uh is very creative like it's very different i, I don't think i've seen anyone do stuff like you do you might not realize it, but your show, yeah. like the way it all is, the way it is, like, you you know, it is a bit chaotic, <laughs> but it's meant to be like, that's the charm of it. Yeah. And then the way the songs link in with all the other stuff and um, the, the way, the style of songs as well, <laughs> all of it. No, I think it's quite unique. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't want to lose the spontaneity that, so the show that you came to my friend show, it had structure but it had quite a lot of spontaneity especially the one that you came to i was glad that day was quite fun and silly like the audience were providing a bit of silliness as well and yeah. i think that doesn't always happen but i would be scared to lose that and i it's it's yeah it's like how do you harness that uh it's really hard <laughs> yeah no it is because it's know like what the answers are because no, the problem is is like like uh, like a little example, like when I was doing my show, I'd start by saying, seen any good shows? And then people shout out shows they've seen. Mm -hmm. And I would just say something like, ah, oh, not for me, which was quite funny, right? And then some days you'd say, seen any shows? And they're just dead silent. And it, and you're like, okay. And, and what can you do? Like, you can really dig in, but it's just not going to mm -hmm. be as good. Like, um, I like one of the shows I did, right? This was This was great. Um, I do this little joke. I was going to go off on some, I was kind of rambling and I was, someone talked about, they saw the Abyssinian circus. And I, I like, I started talking about how I was kind of leading into a joke. And I said, I was talking to the guys from the Abyssinian circus yesterday after their show. And a lady from the back shouted, Oh, they don't do Mondays, right? <laughs> They're not on on Mondays. And then I came back with, uh, actually they do do Mondays. You just weren't invited. You know, and that's a huge laugh. And it's like such a nice little moment that that lady set me up for. But then you compare that to the next day, maybe when you've been recommended in like The Guardian and then people just come to be like, oh, go on then make us laugh. And they just sit there in silence and you ask them a question and they just stare at you. You know, it's like, what do you? Yeah, it's hard doing a show every day for a month at the fringe. It's really hard because of that. Mm, just like completely different audiences. But I feel like it's... um. Oh, I just, I feel like it's really beneficial as a performer to experience like completely different audiences because it means that other gigs become less intense. So you're talking about tech failing. Yeah. <laughs> I had a gig the other day and it was in this pub in a place in Glasgow called Knightswood, um, which is, it's got intense vibes. Like, you know, when you go into a pub and it's just intense <laughs> like yeah. like it's almost like you're kind of like do they know there's going to be comedy on you know like one of those <laughs> yeah I anyway know. 
for some reason i wasn't made aware that there was not like an aux cable where i could plug in my music right and i ended up i was like well okay i will have to there was like these like kind of like like jars with mayonnaise in like sachets of mayonnaise so i took them out and then i i used like a i had a us uh bluetooth speaker that i put in in the jar yeah (laughs) to try and amplify it and then i just had to like walk around i was like guys i was like well this really sums up the vibe of this gig (laughs) doesn't it and then like i was like verse one is this table and i just walked over to the table with my music and then verse two like the next table and like tech failures sometimes is a buzz do you know what i mean (laughs) i was like i was like i feel buzzing off the fact that something mental has happened here no that's true (laughs) like that that's the thing as well um all of that can be like i always say like the best thing i think about stand-up is that it's always different like yeah no two like if you performed in like a musical or something like a massive one it's (laughs) it's exactly the same isn't it every show yeah like a hundred percent yeah um whereas for us it's always different even if it's slightly but it it could be massively different and i mean i was talking about it in a negative way but yeah you're right it can be really fun (laughs) when it's just just, a disaster you feel kind of alive in that moment like a real aliveness do you know what i mean and like a lot of the time in my life i just feel a bit like just i don't know when i'm in my flat like i was like working in pensions you know like and that was like the probably the most dead inside i've ever felt Mm -hmm. (laughs) so compare that to like walking around a pub in glasgow well knightswood really but uh with you know a jar with a a bluetooth speaker and i'm like they're like night and day you know i know Um, yeah it is yeah mm -hmm. it's just it's fun and it is a fun job yeah i uh I wanted to ask you about your fringe accessory. I don't know if you remember this. Hello. You had a briefcase that you walked around with. I did. Yeah. You're just like a kind of smart, like laptop briefcase. Yeah. Because I, oh yeah, we (laughs) talked about this because I, I bought it from an Oxfam for like, I think, I think it was a tenner, a really nice little laptop bag. Um, because before I always had a big backpack on, um, and it made me feel depressed. It just made me feel uncool having a big backpack. And this felt smart carrying this thing around. Yeah. But then as the month went on, people were like, why do you have a laptop bag? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then it wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> I met you at a point where you didn't mention that you had any criticism at that point. No, I hadn't. It had been going well. Yeah, you seem really happy about it. Towards the end of the you. month. People were like, "Why? Why has he got a? Why has this guy got a laptop bag?" Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that the the rucksack made you depressed because my rucksack was making me mega depressed. But people were like, "Nah, what are you talking about?" I was like, "No, this laptop. Mm. No, like this. Um, when I was taking my rucksack off at the end of the day, I felt amazing. <laughs> like yeah. I felt like this. I was like, yes. What did you have in there? Like, okay, flyers." <laughs> People are taking the piss, like, what are you carrying? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you need to have that? Like, because it's a massive sport, like, gym rucksack, you know, like, Everlast. Oh, it's huge, something. I remember, yeah. <laughs> you remember it? 
Yeah. <laughs> throwing some shade here. Um, like, what did you have in that? Like, the, the tone that you've said that was just... Yeah, sorry. What the fuck <laughs> carrying around? Uh, sausage roll costume, mainly. Oh, okay. You can Take- get a smaller bag for it. It's quite big, isn't it? I, I ended up leaving it at the venue like halfway through. I don't know why I was carrying it around at that point. That and mm. flyers. I would make a packed lunch every day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm. At, towards the end, I was like, fuck it. No, <laughs> I'm not going to make a packed lunch. That was like a week one of the fringe kind of thing. You know, you know, you make those like really like silly kind of plans that you're just never going to stick to. I, every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym so much. I'm going to leave the fringe deadlifting more. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, you fuck. Going to yeah. do that. I'm, I'm going to leave the fringe. I'm gonna Did you go so to the gym? Head, like three times. Yeah, I remember one year, 2018, <laughs> I think, I signed up to the gym and didn't go once. It's so stupid. Literally. Like, yeah. Why? Why do we think that we're going to do this? It's so... Even, I mean, I streamed a lot from the Fringe. Um, How was that? It was good. It was nice. So I was quite lucky that the place I was staying in had good internet. And I was mm-hmm. and I took a little stream set up and I was able to do it. And it was, it was pretty good. But, oh my God, the burnout I had after the Fringe, I think oh, it was... Shit. I think it was too much work. I think doing the show every day and streaming, it catches up with you, you know. You don't realise yeah. it and then you're like, oh, I've got no energy and I feel like I've gone mad. Burnout is so bad. Yeah, I think I still have it, to be honest, because post-Fringe I yeah. haven't really rested. So and you, I've had loads go going on. straight from the Fringe to like doing like your live show, Twitch show? Pretty almost. much, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've not actually done a lot of gigs since, but I've had a lot of life stuff I've had to crack on with, which has been exhausting. And it's just been, yeah, it's I need like a holiday. Yeah. Maybe you can go to the place on like your t-shirt. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. That sunset. H&M. Yeah. <laughs> go to H&M. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any money now though. Like I, I should, I have that thing where, I know you being with Monkey Barrel, it's very different, but um, I've not been paid yet by the Fringe. Um, I think all the companies take a long time, but I'm awaiting payment and I put so much money into the fringe oh, man. that I'm basically broke until they pay me. Oh, and some shit. other people owe me money who, you know what it's like. People just pay you when they feel like it. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah, it will be fine. Stressful. It's weird. I think doing our work is weird when you do something, when you get a good job that pays well, but it doesn't pay for a long time. It's like I'm poor, but I'm not actually poor. You're just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'll be fine. <laughs> you just you have anxiety for a month. You're waiting. It's weird, isn't oh, it? Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, oh, I I'm getting better at this, but I used to be so worried about like emailing people twice in a row about like gigs or do you know what I mean? I used to be like, oh, don't want to be that needy or just anything really, anything mm. comedy related. I was like, I don't want to seem needy. In my personal life, I am unbelievably cringe. Do you know what I mean? Like I literally have no I feel like I've just embarrassed myself to, like so much. Maybe that's why I'm like I won't do this with comedy. <laughs> but yeah, I need to I need to get a bit more like ballsy. This is my era or my um mm. what era is it for me? Ballsy era. So, do you think you, you know how you wore like the, 
like cream jacket yeah for your live twitch thing and then you kind of from wearing it did this like persona yeah would you ever just do that at like a comedy gig do you know what i mean would you ever like put on the jacket and like change your persona if it wasn't under the in the context of that I just, I guess, oh, partly because I've never done it, so I find it scary. Mm. But I don't know how I do it because mm-hmm. going on stage and being a character in a club night, just doing like a set, is um, I find that quite scary. And I, I'd be worried I'd be like a crap Al Murray or something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, even so, that so the other stuff I do, where I like, so hot Pepsi thing is, mm-hmm. I am a football manager, so there's plenty going on for me to react to. Yeah. Um, when I've done the acting school thing, I'm this pretentious acting teacher with a guest on, so it's like it's more of a, just a chat show. And even yeah. the Twitch live thing, it is sort of a chat show with guests. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's stuff going on for that. There's a yeah. world for the character to live in, but then to go up on stage. I, how do you do it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I how don't do you know. start? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Why is this man doing stand-up? Why is he in a comedy club? <laughs> You've got questions. Do you know what You've I mean? Got like, too I just many questions. I find like... it hard to get my head around. Like, but he I'm... would be doing the other stuff. Like, like the Twitch live show, he would have a chat show, like right. a crap chat show. Yeah. But he, why would he go up when there's been other comedians doing sets about being married or whatever? Then this guy comes on. <laughs> like does he know where he is <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know maybe uh, yeah maybe I, I will completely evolve at some point um i don't know man I, i've had um how have you felt after the fringe i felt quite bad like um i think i'm just a bit uh i feel kind of deflated um i had a really good month i sold really well i've not normally I've, this is my fourth full hour i've done at the fringe it's probably been like the it's probably the best even though i didn't get an award thing or whatever but i've not had any follow-up like meetings or anything like no one's usually you get some tv people that are like we want to turn your show into a thing and then nothing happens but i've not had any of that this time and i'm not getting any i'm seeing all my friends get tv work and stuff and i'm not so i feel quite it's kind of deflated you know it's hard not to compare especially after the fringe during and after the fringe is like it is emotionally draining like and if you don't find it emotionally draining what's wrong with you yeah because it is it is hard Um, everyone does though that's the thing even the people that are absolutely smashing it have like breakdowns at the fringe and are crying in like a bar (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you're right i think everyone finds it hard i mean personally what has happened to me after the fringe was like i was so happy being outside of a death scenario that I was able to leave my job, even though I don't really have a plan. Mm. (laughs) So that's been good. But also I was brave enough after doing the French, like book some gigs in London and they're not like, they're just open mics, but that's been a step for me that I want to do for ages. I thought I was like always scared. Like (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, it's so scary. And then I did it and I was like, Oh, this is actually really, really nice. My family are there. It's nice to get out of Glasgow. Yeah. I'd have to walk down the street and like someone I shagged is going to be there. Like, I'm sorry, but that takes such a load off my mind. So since like the fringe, I felt like I've been brave enough to do that. And that's like really helped my, because I think, 
I don't know. Do you know what? You made me think of this. Like in comedy, like you have phases where you have to do your own personal development. You have to put the footwork in. And then sometimes the universe gives back and other people say, <laughs> we're going to help you out. Or, hey, we see what you're doing. We think it's good, you know. And then, oh, great, some validation. But I don't know. Sometimes like, you know, those phases where you just think, I am putting so much out there right now. I am putting so much in. And like those are sometimes months at a time when it's like, is the universe going to give back mm. at all? <laughs> like, or like, you know. Yeah, eventually... I've had that. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've had that for a little while. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It also, you start to like, <clears throat> you like hype up things in your mind, don't you? Like, <laughs> yeah. for me now, right? Because I filmed one little TV thing just before lockdown for Dave, which is re- it was really good little thing. But I've had so little of that. Um, not that obviously not that I'm entitled to have that, but like for me, that's like if I could get some TV work, that's like the best thing ever. But then mm. you know for a fact that these comedians that are on TV all the time, how many of them are satisfied? I doubt many are, right? So it's like I've built that up in my mind so much that if I could go on QI once. Uh, what's it gonna do it's not gonna do anything i mean (laughs) you know like i guess you might get a nice bit of money but it probably won't sell you any tickets i think you're like describing not only like i mean definitely any artist will always be comparing to the person the level up from them yeah but also just in life you're just kind of describing like the human like psyche like oh if i could just get the house or the partner or the dog yeah. and then you get the thing and you're like well what about the car like you know yeah. it's just like it's that thing that we, i think it is the, the human condition but yeah. it is kind of exacerbated by the nature i think because it is really easy to measure success in comedy via these milestones maybe it's slightly exacerbated yeah it is i mean it is it is tough with comedy i think people don't realize how much it's set up for us to compete against each other (laughs) like it's horrible really and it can really bring out the worst in people Hmm. um the whole thing it, it's crazy isn't it like the edinburgh fringe it's absolute chaos man as soon as you get there and like <laughs> the first thing you see when you get to, before the festival's <laughs> even started is like the giant billboardy images that people have and then on day two they've got like five stars stuck on them and it's like how have you done that already it's like do you know what it is it's like an actual <laughs> conditions if they were like let's create a situation that would like make you feel shit about yourself. It's like perfect conditions for that. But I feel yeah. like it's like when I'm doing the fringe, I don't like there's the show and there's trying to do a good show, but like so much of my energy is spent trying not to like hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like I'm like, just remember your worth. Just remember you're okay. But Yeah, I mean it's it's really <laughs> hard. Like, cause like I said, I've done it four times now. I think mm. the second time I did it, I just hated the entire month. Really, it like doesn't, every day? Pretty much, because it doesn't match up to the first year. And you do just feel bad about yourself. You're like, I don't have it. I've lost it, or I'm not what I thought I was, and all of these things. And none of that's even true. <laughs> yeah. But when you're in it, you can't get out of it. And nothing anyone can say, really, mm. would help. It's Yeah, it's really, really difficult, isn't it? 
Um, but as you do it more and more, like this year, I was my mental health was a lot better this year. Overall, I was fine in in the I, actual fringe. I really like the time that I spent with you when we went for that like lemonade. That was I just nice. Felt like it was like a really level-headed hangout. Do you know what I mean? Like it just felt really nice, and mm. I f- I didn't feel fucked up after that interaction. <laughs> Well, yeah, I wasn't like some people do just talk about reviews and things like that and go on. I don't know what we were talking about, but... We were just chatting like friends. Yeah. We, were, we were just hanging out, like... It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. So I wear Timberlands. You wear Timberlands on stage? <laughs> yeah. You talked about them before. They're like little... Right. You still wear them? I love them very much. They're like it's like my foot's been carried in a cloud. They're so comfortable, man. Compared to what I used to. Yeah, I think they're a good balance of smart and casual, Mm. and they're black. And also, I might have said this before. There's like three hip hop songs I like, which mention black Tims. Oh, what are they? Oh, good, good question. (laughs) Um, There's one by the Roots. Ah, there's one by a guy called like, oh no, they're not black ones. There's a rapper called like Mr. Motherfucking Esquire or something. And he's not signed to anyone. It's like all independent music. And he says a thing about, what does he say? He says, boots by Timberland. Yeah. And then there's another, I can't remember the third one. It might even be like Biggie or someone like that. It might be an older song. Mentions wearing black Timberlands. And because I love hip hop, I thought that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm like a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) You're bringing the energy on stage. Yeah. That's interesting they differentiate like between. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that they're the black ones. It's like you're like going a bit different, you know? Yeah. They look great though. I'm just Googling. The roots. I thought you were going to say that you wore them because of the rapper, not rapper, sorry, producer and sort of rapper and songwriter Timberland. Like that was why um, it felt different. But I thought you were going to say that. Nah. <laughs> I actually really I'm like sorry. Stuff. Just googling to see if I could find these songs. The the song that says. Something about Timberlands. Anyway, yeah, I heard it in three different songs. No, it's not because of Timberland. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of his. He's a producer, right? Yeah, he produced like a lot of a, stuff. And a then lot he of had... big hits when we were in like year nine. Yes, right. Yeah. Like that was like such an era, though. Mm. <laughs> like apologize, and then oh, yeah. yeah, he's like eh, eh, eh. Uh, that's him he's singing on his own track. that must be I a nice that. job in it to be a music producer <laughs> like that or like a, um what's the other one called um mark ronson oh my god i'm obsessed with like you can just jazz it up or add like a add a beat to it and then add a eh, eh. mark ronson did that album version where he just did covers <laughs> of songs but yeah. they were just with horns Yes. <laughs> like he did God put a smile on your face by Coldplay. But it was just like horns yeah. doing it. So I actually really like the cover that he did of Stop Me by the Smiths though. 
Like it was really good. Like I don't know. Like Virgil's that was good. He did. Yeah. He did one of a Radiohead song. I didn't like because I like Radiohead. Just, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that one very much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, what is your plan <laughs> for the next year of your life, style-wise? Oh. Persona-wise? It's a good question. Yeah. I, I do need some... Actually, something I did, which this is... Um, if people listening have a bunch of spare clothes they don't wear, uh, if you can't... If it's too much or you're not sure whether it's, you can take it into a charity shop or whatever, I don't know. I'm sure there's versions of this that exist around the world, but in London anyway, you just Google it. I don't know what they're called. Um, a company just comes and picks up your clothes. For free, and I, I, um, because I'm moving, I filled up three big bags for life of clothes that I don't wear anymore that are fine that I've not worn for years. You know, you just don't like them. And yeah, they came and took them. And nice. so now I have some wardrobe space. So I'm gonna try and buy more stuff, more exciting T-shirts. Well, this is the thing as well. I want to get in better shape because, you know how it is on the mannequins, they're in great shape. <laughs> They look a lot better they than I do. Hard. They work so hard. They those work mannequins. hard. Um, <laughs> I want stuff, you know, you want stuff to fit you and not show off your belly so much. So maybe I should lose my belly instead. Or just buy a bigger size. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> no? for me though because, well, the thing is with me, I'm skinny. But I, ha- I get a belly and a little bit of a fat face sometimes. So it, I can't wear like large <clears throat> That would look ridiculous. I'd look like a <laughs> child. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so complicated. It is. God. I know, by the way, I know that women's sizes are a lot more complicated. So I'm not saying it's hard being a man with our clothes. Like, I know it's pretty straight. And our clothes this are a lot cheaper. This is the clip that I'm going to use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, women get absolutely ripped off, man. It's, like, it's so expensive as well, your stuff. Um <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah, I'm gonna try and yeah, dress. Uh, um, I'm gonna buy. I need to buy some cool trainers. I'd like some nice uh, white Nike trainers. What kind of vibe? Like what style? High tops. Nice. Yeah, I think like something like that. Air Force like One, like Air Force One. Maybe, tops. maybe. Yeah, I've been looking a lot. Soul. Yeah, they're a lot more expensive than they used to be, man. Yeah. Trainers. Do you remember they used to always be like forty quid? No, it's like a hundred pounds nice. for anything. It's like sometimes a hundred and fifty for like a high top. That's like ridiculous, nice isn't it? I'm excited for your like trainers era. My glow up, my trainers. Your, yeah. your glow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that. In terms of life, I I'm quite excited. So I'm moving to like a two bed flat, and I'm gonna have a room for streaming. Nice. Which I've never had any luxury like that before. I've been doing it. I can see my bed right now, and it's sad. You know what yeah, I mean? But I it's you. over lockdown. It got quite depressing getting up and just coming here and then going back to bed, <laughs> oh, going to the God. toilet in between, you know. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pot noodle. Eat at my desk. <laughs> so sad. I totally had that as well. It was really <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah. Really bleak. Um, so hopefully create more stuff online and then get my Twitch live thing going. I do. I have that thing where it's like, I think basically after the fringe, I was hoping mm-hmm. that I would land some TV stuff. And I know it's only September, well, it's nearly October, but it looks like that's not happened, what I wanted. So 
I'm just going to crack on and focus on what I can make. Um, I need to do some writing. I don't do enough of that. Do you? I, I, I mean, like, script writing and stuff. I never really bother. I Yeah, I think, like, for me, my priority at the moment is just getting some new fucking bangers on the go do you know what i mean so yeah. i'm like but it's weird sitting in cafes trying to write songs yeah i mean that's really interesting i don't even know how you do that i don't even know where you start man right my cousin who is like a producer in london who like produces for like rappers and stuff oh, sent cool. me like a really sick beat and I'm like writing a song with that. He's not sent me any more. I think he was drunk. He said he'd send me loads, but he sent me one. And then I got my friend to write, uh, not write, like to, well, write, like produce like an, a backing track. So I'm starting to work with other people. Which Do you use cool. Ableton? I use GarageBand for my own stuff. Everything in my show that you saw was GarageBand. My That's laptop's really. <laughs> it's really small. It's like my mum's old one. That's for you know, like people that are on business. And then, you know, like yeah. a tiny, you know, it's like just for emails. <laughs> yeah. I use that for streaming. Yeah. And I tried to do a stream the other day. It's on its last legs. Like it I know, man. Me. When I started, I was on a terrible computer. It was a it's mess. It's rough. I've got it's, like a like, gaming I'm, laptop now. It's very I'm different. Not gonna, but... I'm not going to buy that, but it would be no. such a game changer. Like, you know. Clubs, clubber, guns, stuff. Clubs, clubber, I can't get enough, no. Well, I'm excited to see your, like, what your developments with all your, like, combining all your different personas basically thank you i think it's like really exciting and cool yeah like yeah am i gonna see you at the next edinburgh if i I think i'm gonna do it do you think you're gonna go up yeah i think i'll do it i think i'll uh do a show that's i kind of want to do a show that's got a bit more like acting in it you know like acting out it's like moments Mm. um and maybe just like a bit more tech because in my show i had an ipod on an aux cable and i'm just like you're worth more than this but then i was just trying to save money by not having like you know what you should do tech. you know how you should do your act outs a puppet (laughs) like a puppet seriously get a puppet get it do a little give it a little piano tie (laughs) It would be so funny. If you can get a room with good lighting and stuff and you can get a tech to maybe do a spotlight on which one of you is talking or whatever, just to add. Not that it really matters if people see your mouth move. It's fine. Yeah. Because I want to do stuff with puppets. You know. I think <laughs> they're making a huge comeback. They are, man. They're like from like at school. The highlight of the week was when we had a teacher that would do like a little mini puppet show. Yeah. <laughs> Probably to act out some kind of Bible shit. <laughs> 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 With yeah. like, what was their names, those famous puppets? Elmo. Yeah, like probably Elmo like <laughs> and Basil. <laughs> and Basil Brock. Something like two worlds combined. Well, he had an Edinburgh show. (laughs) That's mad, isn't it? Fucking dickhead. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, after this, we're going to see Basil Brush. Why hasn't Basil Brush been cancelled yet? Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll see you you at the Fringe. Yeah, if not before. 
if not before. And yeah, thanks so much for coming and talking about your vibes. <laughs> Why am I being so bad at closing this? Thanks for having today? me. I'm literally so bad. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug? Um, my Twitch stream, I guess people can watch for free. Um, and then I've got, if you check out my YouTube channel, there's a bunch of stuff on there you might like. I don't know. Loads and of cool creative stuff on there. I think so, yeah, cheers. And then I'm going to keep trying to make more things, basically. Um, I just like messing around and making stuff. Like, the next thing I think I'm going to do is a World Cup song for England. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, in in the style of um, France's Eurovision entry from this That's year. very specific. Which... You, you would love that song. I'm going to listen to that. And I'm going to find out whether you are slagging me or no, respecting no, me. No, it's that. really good. Right. Okay. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, honestly, give it a listen. Um, I'll send you a link maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, cheers. Thanks. And uh, you guys, thanks for listening. You can listen to more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Tune in and thanks to Bilal Safar for being a legend. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Funny Looks, the podcast where I talk to performers about the clothes they wear. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on Apple and Spotify and leave a glowing review. Uh, retweet share tell your friends tell your family uh, i would totally appreciate that and yeah tune in uh next week for another episode thanks again for listening and thanks to Bilal safar for being an absolutely fabulous guest clothes clubber gone stuff clothes clubber i can't get enough no it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah it's a podcast talking to performers about the clothes they wear it's a podcast talking to performers about the clothes they wear it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah